Hey guys, how you doing? This is JP Saricolia coming to you once again with another episode of H of Heroes, my podcast. And this is actually a special episode. Um, I normally try to do, or my plan or my desire, it's uh, the goal is to have three episodes per week, at least, you know, Monday, uh, Wednesday, and Friday, that will be the perfect time in the mornings. Uh, and I try to stay with that. But sometimes there are some things that happen, um, news that really are interesting and important, and I want to talk about them. And I think it's the perfect time, and sometimes you may have an extra one. Um, you know, some weeks I, I've been doing two, and it has to do with my schedule, has to do with my work. You know, I do, although, you know, I'm doing this, I'm, 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 I'm pretty much doing some stuff on the side as, you know, to trying to, to make ends meet while I'm trying to build this channel. So thank you for every person that supports me financially, whether you do it in, um, through Patreon, GoFundMe, or PayPal. Of course, your support really matters to me. Also, you know, link into all the li different uh, the different sites of things that I have on my uh, in my description. Like if you go to Amazon and you purchase any item from Amazon through my links, through my affiliate links, then of course I get a kickback. So definitely, and of course, watching the videos, liking the videos, and all that helps me with the ads and the in YouTube. So thank you very much. If you are really supporting me in any way, uh, shape, or form, uh, you're really supporting me by only being here, watching, and liking and commenting and doing all that stuff really supports my channel so and my podcast of course so thank you very much but of course again uh, there are a lot of things to talk about uh, and definitely in the gaming industry a lot of things are great news for a lot of of course retro gamers like myself uh, old dogs like myself I love retro gaming I think retro gaming goes beyond the just uh, people that grew up in that era but also the young generation I think it's all about preservation about preserving a lot of those games we grew up and uh, really giving them to the next generation, to young kids, and really enjoying. Uh, definitely have fun when my nephew comes around. I, sometimes I get the chance to play with him a little bit when I get a chance. Uh, and we play some of the older games, and he seems to love them. It's definitely, they're easy to learn. They they're, can be addictive, but also they're challenging. And I think there's something that we love about old games. Yeah, they're, 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 there was a challenge in them. So I want to talk about it in this podcast today. Uh, in this special podcast, I want to talk about this. So, you know, we can get uh, to know some things are happening in, in, in the gaming industry that are really important. So I want to go back to Capcom Home Arcade. As you probably noticed in my previous podcast, I talk about it on Wednesday. Um, there's a lot of things they're happening for this arcade a lot of you know there's a lot of talk in, online there's a lot of people very lo loving the, the system I, I could tell you one thing i'm in the on the fence i love the idea i love the concept actually i love the console or the in this case the the arcade stick on the two sticks so the, the little uh deck i really love the deck uh definitely looks very very cool it's a very is that i would say is it going to be a collectible item um i'm sure that there's going to be a lot of hackers really breaking things up and adding it to all other different things and other games which are very happy but you know i remember there's something there's a lot of conversations online for a very important reason and that's something that i even noticed when i was uh, talking about it but i didn't really cross my mind until later and of course um, uh, there's a lot of conversations now if you go to the website of this place and i have the link for you 
And if you go through the description of all everything else, everything seems cool and dandy. What everything they're going to offer here, of course, the 16 games, what I already mentioned that I'm not really crazy about. It's this very small number, but I'm sure that they're going to add, you know, hackers going to add more games to this. So everything is fine. It's my micro USB power, HDMI, out, uh, HDMI output, Wi-Fi on board, which, you know, it's pretty good. You can go to online leaderboards. And of course, the, the, the price is a bit steep on all of that. Now, there's a part where it says authentic gaming. Uh, in a section, it says uh, featuring a pair of com competition class Sangwa uh, stakes with eight-way GT uh, and wide directional gates. So definitely, that's cool. Love that. It's just going to have very high-end, uh, very professional parts, which is very cool. These are the type of parts that the, you you see in Japanese arcades, which is definitely one of the some of the greatest. Uh, but then it says the 16 pre-installed games are from the original Capcom CPS one and CPS two. Those are the the systems created by Capcom to to you know to play these games on the arcades. Arcade ROMs with emulation provided by FV Alpha. Deliver an authentic and accurate arcade experience exclusively for the Capcom Home Arcade. Now, FV Alpha. Now, for those who do not know who you know what FV Alpha means, um, FV Alpha it's a emulation ROM. It's an emulation system that is actually um, it's, it was developed in the aftermath or not in the aftermath. It was based on the uh, in this case Final Burn. Um, uh, system, Final Burn uh, system that was used uh, back in the early 2000s to emulate a lot of uh, the Sega uh, Sega games, a lot of Sega Genesis stuff. So it was created with the purpose of emulation for license emulation. So it's, uh, you know, that was Final Burn. Of course, uh, Final Burn Alpha is uh, pretty much a offshoot of that and that was created uh, with main source code, uh, which is pretty much on license and it, uh, and it was used and added to, to be able to emulate past just the, the the Sega games it was and that's when the, you start seeing CPS 1 CPS 2 game it has been used to emulate a lot of um, in this case retro games from Sega from all sorts of systems it's one of the most accurate most popular and most uh, effective emulation uh, emulation emulators that exists out there uh, and of course he has some main core uh, source code that makes it even better in the way that it develops it is constant being developed by the community now, the thing with the Alpha Core, and you can go to the website, I have the link for that. Uh, one of the things of the license that they have is that you may not sell, and I'm going on the, on the license, uh, on the license on their website, you may not sell, lease, rent, or otherwise seek to gain monetary profit from FB Alpha. And of course, this created a big backlash, and it's a lot of conversations online, uh, to the point that even the administrator of this website, whose name is Barry Harris, that's his name, that goes by that name on Twitter, he posted that Elfie Alpha, and I have the link for that too, has been licensed by Capcom Home Arcade. Of course, a lot of people responded to this, because of course, Elfie uh, uh, Alpha has been developed, it's constantly being developed, not necessarily by the same... Um, the same, you know, people has been developed, and there's a, this is a community thing. A lot of people, a lot of developers have added improvements into the system over the time, and because it's a community thing, you know, it's constantly being transformed, and there's new source code, there's new things added to improve the quality and the performance of it. So a lot of people are saying, uh, you know, of course, nobody asks every developer that has been part of this uh, to really 
pitch in. So who is gaining monetary value, you know, gain out of this? Is the FB Alpha administrator, uh, is the people that work there? Or, but, you know, a lot of people are saying the legality of this. So I'm going through all of that. I went through the different, there's a couple of YouTube cha channels already talking about it. People that are very well known and respect within the community of emulators and homebrewers. Uh, and everybody's talking about it. And, you know, I, I want to share my opinion, what I think about the whole matter, because I review everything. I, I, I read the legality of it. I went through the license and um and of course i have gone through the, the the website it still shows there that is the fe alpha is the, the pretty much the what they're using it hasn't removed they haven't removed it and of course you go to the license and you go through the license of course it says every and some of the parts of the license that you may not sell lease i already read that rent or otherwise seek to gain monetary profit from fb alpha of course you must make public any changes you make to the source code that's something the homebrewers have done so far you must include verbatim the full text of this license that's always been provided you may not distribute binaries which support games with copyright dates less than three years old you may not distribute fp alpha with rom images unless you have the legal right to distribute them and that point brings me to the same thing now Every person that has produced, and we, they have used FB Alpha for a lot of different systems. You know, they have used them for the ad games, have used it for all their systems. The Neo Geo X used it. Many homebrewers, many even uh, so stuff that has been sold, uh, you know, uh, pretty much online, comes with a lot of FB Alpha. Use the basis of FB Alpha to pretty much uh, support or emulate a lot of these games. Of course, they never advertise it, but Capcom is advertising this, which a lot of people are you know offended by it because you know technically they're taking advantage of all this um the, you know in this case developers in one way that are not getting paid for this however and this is my point of view after going to review and everything here uh in the first place fb alpha has never ever um was ever created uh, or was taking permission or took permission from capcom in the first place to uh, to really uh, develop this system or to emulate this system. So a lot of this uh, distribution has been done through the community, supposedly a no, uh, you know, for no monetary gain. But of course, we know that some people have taken advantage of it and some companies like Ad Games and other companies to take advantage of it. Of course, you know, even though you might say that it's morally wrong what they're doing uh, in the sense of Capcom really utilizing something, you know, they say or they claim that they're, they're using it under permission, but a lot of people are involved in the process. I'm not getting any money out of it. Um, in the first place, Capcom owns CPS1 and CPS2 hardware, uh, in this case, the systems or uh, the architecture of the system. So um, the reason uh, many of these companies, uh, it's been over uh, almost 20 years, you know, since the, the creation of Final Burn and, of course, Final Burn Alpha. And, um, you know, they have been used without really permission. People have been uh, creating, advancing, moving without really asking permission. Technically, they're doing unlicensed products. They are doing an unlicensed product, whether they do it for monetary gain or not is still on license under Capcom. Now, Capcom using this, a lot of people are saying, well, it is morally wrong. And technically, yes, it could be. It is morally wrong that Capcom is taking advantage of the work of a lot of these people, but at the same time, it's not illegal. 
you know, and that's something that you need, you need to remember. It is not illegal for Capcom to use something that, in the end, is parts of its, uh, it has its proprietary value to to them because they own a lot of these games. They have licensed many of these games, and many of these games are they're paying for those licenses. Of course, Capcom is not technically the one developing or creating this because even though they sell it, uh, actually, it's a uh, in this case, Koch, um, uh, that's the name, Koch Media. Uh, Kutch Media, depending how you pronounce it, <laughs> sounds very iffy. But in any case, they're the ones actually creating this game, and they're the ones selling this, of course, this console thing, this uh, plug-and-play. And, of course, the licenses for Capcom. Kind of like Ad Games license for a while, for a long time, uh, you know, the stuff for Sega. So, uh, you know, it is really a catch-22 here, because, you know, people can try to jump, and I see, you know, they, they go in on Twitter, and all people are battling this on Twitter, say, well, there's a legality, there's ramifications, there's you can sue but how can you sue this is the thing nobody can really sue capcom for this because you know first of all nobody has the money to confirm the lawyers of capcom but first of all for from the first place you know capcom has the money to really tear you down just think about what nintendo did to all these people that were you know pretty much distributing a lot of roms for free you know, remember that the idea of everything, you cannot do it, you know, for monetary gain, but a lot of people took advantage and have taken advantage of this. So the fact is that whether they talk with one person that runs or the FE Alpha system or the person that really manages the whole thing in the first place of the website, uh, if they say it's good to go, it's good to go. I'm all for that, you know. In my opinion, I think it brings at least some light into the work of a lot of these developers and not a lot of people might be but heard about it. But at the same time, you're not working directly with Capcom you are working with the work of Capcom as a person that I'm into statue collecting I understand and I'm very familiar with the pretty much the the underground system of unlicensed products and um, ultimately a company has the right to pretty much sis and desist you know to really send you a notice of sis and desist and uh, Capcom hasn't really not done it like Nintendo constantly do it uh, for FP Alpha and ultimately you know they're taking uh, like everyone else is taking advantage of it and uh, they maybe selling it to the public yes it might not be morally correct but it is not illegal and they have the right and ultimately nobody can really fight it and I know it's going to create a lot of speculation. All people are going to be upset. But ultimately, I think, you know, there's nothing can be done. Capcom, you know, whether it's Capcom or Cock Media doing, taking advantage of the situation. Uh, ultimately, people have taken advantage of Capcom products for many years. So in the end, you know, who is the one that is guilty? You know, I think everyone has some type of guilt in the matter. Now, moving to another thing, of course, let's move to that. You know, I, you know, it's, it's, it's an iffy thing. It's going to create a lot of conflict, of course, for a lot of people for quite some time. But there's nothing really we can do about it. So let's just move to another thing. And also another great news. Uh, SNK, of course, they had in Seoul, Korea, um, they have um, a, a board meeting for a lot of investors. And uh, they were reviewing. Uh, that was on April 16th. So it was just a few days ago. They were talking about, uh, in this case, the director of Neo Geo, the person, the president of the U.S., uh, really uh, looking back and seeing all the good things. And definitely they were really impressed about the reception of the Neo Geo Mini. So the SNK is planning to move forward, actually, with the creation of newer consoles for the Neo Geo line. In this case, the Neo Geo 2 and the Neo Geo 3. That's how they named them. Of course, this doesn't mean that um, they're planning to bring another Neo Geo Mini uh, or a second version of the Neo Geo Mini because people were thinking about but they are thinking and planning to develop newer versions of the Neo Geo systems for the future. A Neo Geo 2 and Neo 3 for calm consoles. Um, of course, um, they're talking about um, that in this case 
they are going to develop this. They're not going to be, I would say, um, just like the mini. They're going to be, they call it semi, semi-open platforms, which means that they are, you are able, uh, also, they're going to come with uh, included games. They're going to include some games in them. You're able to buy more games and add more games, whether you do it digitally, whether you do it online, or whether you do it physically, we don't know. But with the idea of semi-open, of course, they were not really clear. We don't know if you are able to actually use those and play older games into this new system kind of like some of the games that we have seen that you can actually uh, play ROMs but also you can play with actual hardware an actual you know in this case cartridges so um, it, it is unknown but the thing is this uh, we they're working in the plan I'm really excited for that I really like the idea of something that really you can play your existing games which are very expensive to find but also you're able to play and download more games into it because I'm more into it I can say the mini was a great idea but the, the you know in this case the delivery was poor the quality was not as great on the mini and uh, a lot of people complain about it when you you know you compare it to other versions of the same games, particularly only emulated, uh, particularly other emulated games that have been used on some other, uh, in this case, the PS4, the Switch, and the, the Xbox One. Those are much better in quality and to the ones that they, you got in this little console. But, you know, it is good. But also they talk about that they have a new metal slug in, in, the, in development uh, for consoles. It's in production. And they didn't specify if it's going to be 2D or 3D. As you know, because um, this, the, the industry has moved from 2D to 3D, uh, and it's getting harder to get people to work in 2D systems, uh, you know, because you need a specific type of artist, you know, and, uh, you know, you have to hand draw all of this. So it's getting harder. So a lot of people are assuming or speculating, and I think it would be a great idea to see a different version of Metal Slug. I love Metal Slug, but I think, you know, everything that we have seen so far, uh, even Metal Slug, what is that, Double Thanks. Um, you know, it was kind of like an old duck, like a strange duck in the middle of a newer things when it was, of course, developed for the Xbox 360 and the PS3 or the PSP. I'm sorry. So definitely I would like to see something more in 3D uh, like they have done with, uh, in this case, with Samurai Showdown that they, is coming, I think, later this year. And of course, uh, King of Fighters. So definitely would like to see that. Now, also, they announced that there's a King of Fighters 15 that they are developing and they're developing for their own real engine. So they're not going to use the in-house uh, engine, uh, SNK, but they're going to use some real engine to make it even more faster or better, better graphics and all that. And it's planned for later in 2020. So I'm really excited because I'm a big King of Fighters fan. Uh, I really haven't really played much the latest King of Fighters. I need to get into it. Uh, but I have played pretty much since the beginning of King of Fighters 1994. I play it in the arcades. I play 95. Those are the games that I love the most and I've played since then. For many years, I've played many King of Fighters and I still play King of Fighters. So definitely, I love that. Uh, and really good. Now, in the news, and I think this is some of the best news we got, is the Sega Genesis Mini. As I mentioned in my previous podcast, I'm really excited for that. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm definitely going to add it. This is one that I have no questions about it. I'm going to add. I'm always, I was never really the type of person that was on one side. Of course, you always have Nintendo and you have Sega. And a lot of people were on one side. I never really care much about sides because I played both uh, when I was a kid. And I love both. And I think both have their strengths and their weaknesses. And, um, you know, I'm not a type of person. I, I, I can tell you I was more inclined 
assigned to the Genesis of the Nintendo when I was a kid. But Nintendo also had its own, uh, you know, games that were definitely phenomenal and only uh, for that system. And, and definitely they announced uh, 40 games for the Sega Genesis. I'll have the links below again for the website and all that. So there's 40 games for this, you know, plug and play system, which is mini. And of course, you know, there was a lot of backlash last year because Ad Games was involved in the process and nobody really cared about Ad Games anymore. And of course, Sega decided to redraw everything and they move into development in-house. And of course, the system looks pretty cool. They already presented, um, you know, they already showcases in Japan. It comes with a three uh, three button uh, the wide three button control pad, which eh, it's okay. I would have preferred for them to have the six pad, but I'm sure there's gonna be other ways later on that they're gonna add those. If you know, a lot of hackers are going to hack this system for sure, and they're gonna add more games into it. But uh, the games that they comes out of the box are great. Uh, now we have 20. They revealed just recently 10 more, and I'm gonna go to the give you go through the list. Of course, they got Echo the Dolphin, which you know I've never been crazy about Echo the Dolphin. I've never been my kind of thing but uh it's a classic you know a lot of people love the the all the it was a trilogy of them i think there were three of them or four i remember of course you got castle Valve bloodlines which is definitely a great game the space harrier uh two which we love shining force you know a lot of people love shining force never been too much into it uh dr robotnik uh mean bean machine i love that game it's really addictive um we got toe jam and earl we already knew that we got comic zone which is a classic and it seems to be all the time in every type of revision sonny the hedge cut it's a must. You know, Sonic is always a must. Alter Beast, a classic as well. Then you got Gunstar Heroes, which I was very surprised because Gunstar Heroes hasn't come in any compilation. You, you were able to purchase it on the 360, which I have, and the, the PS3 as a standalone game, and I love those games. And also on the Wii, but now it's coming, of course, in this compilation, which I'm very excited. Now, the things that really excite me the most is Castle of Illusion and the World of Illusion, Mickey Mouse, Donald, and Donald Duck. Those games haven't been released. Castle of Illusion was released, uh, was given for free, the, the, the original, when you pre-ordered the Castle of Illusion, the new version for the PS3 and the Xbox 360, and it was given to you as a gift if you pre-order. I didn't pre-order, so I never got it, and they never got to sell them, and of course, they're no longer for sale in the, and the, and I think in the PS3 or the Xbox 360, which was a downer. So now that you're able to get it, you know, because I don't have another way. I do have it, but in ROMs and, you know, on licensed ROM, but definitely I'm very excited because we were able to play it again. And these two games are deadly. It really excited me, at least for me, because I really loved them when, you know, playing when I was young. And, of course, you got Thunder uh, Force 3, which I love. And you got Super uh, Fantasy Zone, which I have played and also play on the Wii. Love that. Um, I love this version. They got Shinobi 3. I love Shinobi 3. Uh, it's the easiest to play, but it's the most. The Shinobi 1, of course, and 1 and 2, they were really hard in comparison. Shinobi 3 was easier, but it was more perfected in the way it, it, it is fun to play. So I'm really excited for that streets of rage 2 of course you have to have it i would love to see to have the the true collection of street, streets of rage but three if you have to choose between the three of course uh the number two would be the one and it's coming with it now they also announced earth war gym which you know it's a classic and i love but then you got sonic the hedgehog 2 which also is another classic definitely a great one contra hard corpse and of course uh land stalker so uh, definitely i can tell you one thing there's a lot of good things 
coming for this system. And this is only 20 games. We still got 20 more to go. So I'm really excited. Uh, you know, excited for this. This is coming out in September 19, which pretty much a few months down the road. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I love mini systems, particularly when they're done well. And the fact that Sega is involved in this process and, and all of this, and I really love the way it is. I wasn't really too crazy about the way that they developed, the, in this case, Neo Geo minis because i don't know it was a bit easy the way they did it um you know i don't know it just it's, it wasn't what i wanted to be because definitely it's not the console itself it's just a representation of the arcade and then you have the little uh, uh you know the quality wasn't that great when you know was compared to other things and you know in this case nintendo did a, a better job even the controllers feel like the real thing they feel like the real thing of course it's a smaller console you know uh you know you have all the games that came with it i was able to add more roms into it so definitely have the full collection that i want all the games i want i love those little things and i'm definitely i'm gonna go for sega genesis because it is developed by sega it, everything looks so far so far everything looks so good and um I'm definitely i'm looking forward to it so definitely there's a lot of great news in getting the gaming for the retro world i can tell you one thing I love retro games. I love anything that has to do with mini consoles. I'm just a sucker for that kind of stuff. Um, I, I, I like the fact because uh, you can see the preservation of these games, that they continue on. Of course, some people might be a little offended or butthurt about certain things that some of these companies are doing, but let's not forget, these companies brought these franchises to life in the first place. They're the ones that created this in the first place, and a lot of people have taken advantage of what they did. And, uh, you know, although I'm, I'm all for emulation, and I'm always going to support emulation. I think it's a great way to preserve a lot of games that they don't have a way to come out. Uh, the fact that, you know, these systems of the companies are going back and revising this and allowing ways or giving us ways for us to replay those games through these systems, I'm all for it. And of course, some are, you know, a little crazy like the Capcom Home Arcade because I think the price is too much for only 16 games. Uh, but it, it is an idea. Try to buy an arcade. Try to buy one of those games in an arcade. You're going to pay more than that. That's for sure. So definitely it is a, it, uh, it is what it is and it's a great idea. And what Sega is doing too, I love that. You're getting all of this and they did it right. What I like about Sega is that they were they could have done just simply license it again to add games like they have done always. But they went back to the drawing table that they decide to redo everything from the start to make it right. And I can give props to Sega for doing something like this. To really caring and catering to the community, catering to the, the fans in this way. And I hope all the companies, including Capcom, uh, you know, Konami, and all these companies can find ways to really cater to the community and to the consumers because there's money to be found in these areas. You know, sometimes like you see nowadays, a lot of times the conversation is, well, you know, there's no money in this, there's no money in that, so companies move into a certain other systems like free-to-play type of system, so they move into, you know, the DLC, loot boxes kind of thing, which, you know, that's that's been the pretty much the direction of the industry for so long, but we've seen changes, like I mentioned before, now we can see more um, First party developers that creating games or developing games uh, with your know, single campaign stories alone, the nothing to do with multiplayer, which is a comeback into basics. Uh, and I like that. And the fact that retro, you know, it's still strong and it's still growing and we're still seeing all of this is good. And some people might agree this, you know, argue, say, well, you know, we get, we're paying for the same game time and time and time again. Yes. But, you know, yes, time evolves as generations comes and generations go. Of course, you know, we, we need to keep up with the industry 
industry with the technology. We need something new for the new systems we have, for the new TVs we have. You know, HDMI TVs, you know, all these 4K versions, all of this. We need something that really stays uh, true with the times. And I feel that all these plug-and-play systems are really catering to that because it's hard to preserve a lot of these games, you know, intact after so many years. You know, cartridges are not meant to last forever, you know. And uh, a lot of these older systems, you know, they play in older TVs and CRTVs and all that stuff. They are not meant to last forever, and uh, of course we need to move with the times. And and you know, and there's so many lists of games, an immense list of games that they need to still. I would like to see develop. There's great games out there in the arcade world that I would like to see again, one way, shape, or form with any of the new consoles. But what is your opinion? I would like to hear it. Uh, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Hit the notification button if you're watching this in YouTube. You're listening to the podcast. Please share the podcast. Please subscribe to the. the this case to the podcast in any of the platforms that uh, you know you can find me on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Castbox. Uh, you can find me on uh, Spotify, SoundCloud. You name it, you can find me anywhere. And also, please follow me on social media: Instagram, Twitter. Um, my in this case, Facebook page, all the links are down below. And again, please consider supporting me financially. Uh, through your financial support, I'm able to create more content that is, you know, geared towards you and, you know, this community. So once again, uh, God bless you. Have a great day and I'll talk to you again. Bye-bye.